1: Thanks to Mama May for supporting Mama on a Mission, a solution for busy, time-poor working mums who want nutritional, organic food for their baby and toddler delivered frozen to their door. This has honestly been a lifesaver for me. As a very busy mum running a business and juggling all the plates, I know that you feel me on this, I am too tired to cook so no more stressing or worrying about mealtimes this subscription service is every working mama's dream i promise get your 25 off your first three mama made boxes with the exclusive code only on this podcast mama mission 25 i will leave the link in the show notes you're listening to mama on a mission everyone and welcome to the Mummer on a Mission podcast. I'm your host Charlotte Jonesy, certified positive psychology coach, business mentor and mum. I thought I ruined my life when I had a baby. After a traumatic 90 hour labour and struggling through a very messy start to motherhood with postnatal depression, I lost my mind, identity, confidence and I hated my postpartum body. Now I adore being a mum and I'm more motivated than ever. I've built a successful business that gives gives me the freedom and flexibility to be with my family and I set up this podcast to help mums not feel alone in their struggles. I am a mummer on a mission to imperfectly empower mums postpartum and beyond. My goal is to help 1 million mums improve their mental health, shift their mindset, get body confident and reach their goals without the mum guilt. Together on this show we are going to redefine what it means to be a working mum in the modern world whether you're looking to build a side hustle, make money online or pivot in careers this is your non-judgmental mum club that helps you grow in every area of your life because taking care of you is taking care of your kids too. Now let's dive in. Hi, everyone. If you're a mama in need of some self-love and empowerment, then you need to get to know Shanine Salee. This is my guest on the podcast today. She is a multi-award-winning influencer, a mental health advocate, a very relatable mama, making amazing content on Instagram. And honestly, she turned up to Gemma, this is Money Mums, book launch, who's also on the podcast. And I was like, wow, <laughs> I want to be a cool mum like that because she also is a fashionista whether she calls herself that but I looked at her I was like wow she dresses amazingly well she's vibrant funny and honestly I just can't wait for you to get an insight into how she practices self-love as a mum to feel good enough about yourself and how she also stays motivated so hello Shanine. Hi hello everyone thank you so
0: much for having me Charlotte this is such
1: an honour. We were speaking Speaking kind of off the record before, and I was saying yeah. to Shanine, like, I saw that she was nominated for award at the blogosphere awards. And that's kind of how I got to know of you. And I looked her up. I was like, wow, she's cool. I keep using this word. I clearly think you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: I love it. I'm like, okay, I am cool. A little bit.
1: To <laughs> someone. <laughs> and... Then I just kind of, like, obviously stalked you a little bit, and then I saw you at the Money Mums uh, book launch, and I was like, okay, right, with this yeah. season through, I need her on the podcast, please say yes, so I'm so grateful that you did.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was aligned, it was meant to be, yeah, yeah, I feel like I've kind of just been coming out of my own bubble, I've just been bubbled in, like, I'm just not doing any podcasts. not... Really going to many events and now I'm like emerging with the spring. And you're (laughs) like, yes, I'm getting myself
1: out there again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, I love it. So actually
0: tell us, like, what's your purpose and mission in life? Well, I love this question um, because it changes very regularly. And that changes as I learn and as I grow. And recently I've just discovered that my purpose is to be alive, is to be here and to, to experience life in all of its fullness. Whatever comes in each day, it really is just to be present with that day and just know that time really is the only thing that we have and that we can kind of count on. So for me right now, it is just fully enjoying my life as it is, fully enjoying my children as they're small, fully enjoying the work that I do and just reminding myself not to second guess things, not to question things, and just to be in alignment. And ultimately to share that. I feel like whether or not I'm intentional about whether I want to share it or not, I am intentional and I do choose to put it out there on Instagram. But even just the people who are not on Instagram, the people that are in my life, my neighbours, like they constantly say, you kind of just exude this joy for life. And I'm like, I'm living in my purpose then because that's exactly what what it is that I want to experience. And that's what I want them to see so that they can kind of enjoy their lives, whatever whatever their lives look like.
1: Oh, I love that response. Like I'm all about joy. I'm all about micro moments, yeah. which is something that I learn in positive psychology is that we focus on the big goals or we focus on I'll be happy when I get this new house, I'll be happy when I get this car, I'll be happy when my children go to nursery, I'll be happy when, you know, my children go up or, you know, whatever that goalpost is, actually we end up feeling deflated because actually sometimes it feels so far away. So rather than actually focusing on when you'll be happy focusing on the joy in every single day.
0: Exactly, yeah. And I feel like we've all kind of had milestones or goals that we would be looking forward to and then we'll reach it. And then what happens? There's another goal to pursue and to go after. And then we're like, okay, when we do this, then it will mean this. And we can live our whole lives like that. And I remember a few years ago, watching like a documentary of like lots of elderly people who are on their deathbeds. And they were kind of in an interview saying what they regretted in life. And it was over and over and over again just not taking in all of my life while I was there, like focusing too much on like working so much or like making enough money for this or having the best this. But actually the the moments that I hold dear to me now while I lay here, just the small moments, how my wife smiled and how my children, you know, made a mess every day when I came home because they wanted me to get on my knees and clean and pretend to be a tiger. And it's those little things that I heard them say and I thought, I live those moments now. I don't have to wait for them. I don't have to be happy when I get them. I have them now. And yeah, so that's how I came to this place.
1: I love that. And how do you find joy in every day? Do you have any like practices that you do?
0: I think the one thing would be to just kind of stay still. So, you know, meditating is is brilliant, so good. But I think the messaging behind it, the way that m- most people convey meditation to be, and I probably, you know, do it sometimes as well, is that you're supposed to be sitting there and you're supposed to be silent and you're clearing your mind and your eyes are closed. But I actually believe that meditation is any moment when you're still, you're just aware of of everything that's around you and it may be how somebody else is feeling it may be how the light reflects off the flowers like I've got flowers right here or it may be how your tea tastes or you're just focusing on those tiny moments and I find myself in constant meditation throughout each day and that would be my main practice it would just be taking 10 seconds to really notice what this smells like and just doing that all day long yeah. <laughs>
1: and I think there is actually this uh, misconception about meditation is that you do have to switch off and like shut off your mind and people have this battle in their heads and they're like but I can't do that especially as a mum when you've got a million different plates that you're juggling or you've got kids that are going to interrupt you like it's really hard to just take those moments and time for yourself to do that but I It's actually not that. It's about actually calming your nervous system, isn't it? And it's about Mm -hmm. slowing (laughs) down. It's about taking a breath and going, okay, what do I actually need right now? Like, what does my body need? What does my mind need? What do my kids need? Like, what do I need? And I don't think we ask ourselves that question enough So that we can then, like you're saying, appreciate what's around you, like really having gratitude for it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Really having gratitude. And I feel very much as well that sometimes, even in the midst of a sentence, you find yourself stuck. What was I going to say? Or is this the right thing that I'm saying? Or am I, oh, should I say it? Should I carry on? And we don't stop. We usually just go forward and we're now panicking. And instead of just saying, "Okay, this may look a bit weird, but let me just... <sighs> do that mid sentence. Oh, I love that. It would be so strange. And I've, I've actually done it recently. I'm, I'm training myself to just take more of those moments. And I, I probably take way too many, but I'm training myself to do that. And I just be like, just, just one second. <sighs> and I'll turn away and I'll do that. And then I'll come back into the conversation. And it is just saying, I don't have to schedule five minutes to go for a jog or whatever it is. I can give myself permission to take a one second breath in the middle of a conversation that's making me feel uncomfortable or in the middle of a tantrum that is happening in public. And I know people are looking at me. <laughs> I'm just gonna close my eyes and just <sighs> do a few of those because already they're looking. So you might as well see me getting calm in this situation. And that honestly, to me, I know not many people call it that, but to me, that's what meditation is. It's just being aware mm. and being aligned and and, and just allowing that calm, because it's always there. It's always available to you.
1: Yes. Oh, honestly, you're speaking to my heart. And I hope anyone that's listening to this takes that on board, whether you look silly or not. And this, is, I mean, this just comes from conditioning, right? As in, like, if you were to just yeah. stop and take a breath, that's weird. But actually, it's not. Yeah. It's just, it's an intervention. It Breath yeah. is your free resource to calm down in any moment. I know we say this as well about intuition. It's one of the best resources, and it's free, that you can tap into at any point at any time. But it's actually normalising, taking a breath in the middle of, you know, maybe your heart's racing, you don't know what to say next. Or instead of getting yourself in a muddle and feeling overwhelmed actually going okay look like you've just done and actually I've never heard anybody say it in this way and I love it yeah
0: that's so good yeah I have lots of little things like this and lots of little ideas and sometimes I'm like oh maybe I'll share these but I know that they are not often done I've never heard of it before it's just things that I've come up with myself but Again, I'm so glad for the opportunity to kind of talk these things out and just be like, I'm sharing how I do it. And mm. hopefully it helps.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And especially I totally relate to the uh, toddler tantrums and, you know, just taking a breath because people are looking at you. But actually, I question my own, you know, Because you can feel yourself getting really, like, red and embarrassed. And that's kind of the natural reaction. But then I actually do say to myself, "Okay, are they just looking because they can hear loads of noise? And, of course, whenever... That's human behaviour. Like, you look at something that is going on, don't you? Like, if you see police over the
0: road, you're like, what's going on? They're curious. Yeah, Yeah, you're sort of like, oh, what's that? Like, you're drawn to it and you can't help it, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, like are they actually looking because they're judging because I think a lot of us think that they are judging but they probably aren't they're probably just yeah. looking they're not there to criticize you but I think it just comes from our own kind of internal thoughts that actually okay yeah. I'm, I'm feeling like embarrassed and guilty like what else would you do to kind of deal with those toddler tantrums as well?
0: So I like to remind myself in those situations, I just want to start with the point of people looking and potentially judging or not judging. I I like to remind myself that in those situations, whether or not those people are judging me is none of my business. So long as they don't come and make it my business, it's none of my business. I don't know what's in their heads. And so I now try to be like, they're not judging, they, they feel sorry for me, or they remember when they were in this situation, or one day they'll be in this situation, they'll understand. And those are things that I just like to remind myself in that moment. So. I let that go really quickly. And then I'm back to my child who is in their own situation. And when they're usually having a tantrum, I would have been able to pick up on this is about to happen or some, they're they're feeling something, something's going to happen. And I will be able to kind of intercept and make sure it doesn't happen. But if I don't, and it does turn into a tantrum, I can see them. I can see, I saw your journey getting here. I saw what caused this. I know that you're tired or hungry or that it's been a long day or that your friend didn't, play with you and they play with your sister instead. I've seen all of this. And now that I can see it and I'm not worried about anybody else, I can be here with you. And I think it helps me taking those short breaths, just like this one right now, and being aware that most people are in their own heads and they are not thinking about what it is that I'm going through and they're not judging me. And if they are, then I don't really know that. And so I'm not going to focus on that. And then I can be with my child and I can help them through the tantrum a lot sooner. And what I'm noticing now, especially with Jasmine, as she's older, is that she will do the things or she will say to herself the things that I might say to her in those situations. And so when if you know, just talking to to mums out there, when you find yourself in a tantrum, just try to remember to breathe yourself, because if you're not calm, then you're not going to be able to give your child calm. And basically in a tantrum, they're going through something. They're not feeling calm within. And that's what's happening. It's coming out. You don't have to stop it. You don't need to stop it. Actually, I would encourage it. Let them stamp their feet. Let them scream. Let them get it out and once they get it out it's gone you move on with life if you feel like it really is inappropriate and it cannot happen here i don't know maybe it's in a really inappropriate setting (laughs) Um, take them away and get them into a a safe space where they can let it out Um, and i encourage letting it out many of us were not allowed to scream like that we weren't allowed to stamp our feet but if we were we wouldn't have as much Mm. stuff going on now that most of us do so yeah, that's what I'd say for, for dealing with tantrums in sort of a loving way.
1: Oh, I love that. And it's so such helpful advice. And I agree that actually we weren't allowed to or we're told no. And we were told no to how to express our emotions and that causes yeah. so many problems. So, yeah, you're so right on that. Yeah. Something you said was about giving yourself permission And how do we give ourselves permission to put ourselves first, to love ourselves first? Because a lot of mums put themselves last, and this comes not only with their kids, they'll put themselves last with their partners or their family or their friends. It's because we just inherently have that because we just become so kind or loving and caring that we're just like, okay, they all come first before me, but then I have... An opinion yeah. about this which is that if we can't be the best version of ourselves then what are we showing to our kids and mm-hmm. what kind of role model are we giving them and what kind of energy like you were just talking about calm yeah what kind of energy are we giving out to them like we have to think about topping up ourselves first so that we yeah. can then have the energy and motivation to to be our best selves and then they see that and then they thrive off of that too yeah what's your view
0: yeah i absolutely agree with that i think you're spot on and i love that you said about it's about the energy that we're we're giving them every single thing in our lives is about energy it's about the energy of different things another way that you can phrase it because i feel like you know sometimes when we're in these different sort of you know sort of self-love niche or like spiritual niche or whatever, we have words that we say that's not really accessible to everyone if they don't know what they mean. So if we talk about the energy, I want to also talk about it as if it's a sort of the feeling, what feeling are you giving? So when you're with someone that makes you feel uncomfortable, that's also the energy of discomfort. That's the energy of some sort of resistance. Um, And so when you are feeling stressed out, they say your kids pick up is because they can see you, they can hear you, they can feel you they are receiving your energy and your feeling of being stressed out as they grow. It's everything also is about repetition. So as they grow, every time they see you like that, it becomes repetition. And this becomes a norm. This becomes their baseline, their foundation. They're they're aware, okay, when this happens, this is how I'm supposed to react. If you're constantly stressed, your children are learning how to live and be stressed. If you're constantly calm, your children are learning how to live and be calm. And so the energy is everything. And if you don't look after your own energy and you, you let other people stress you out, you let other people make you exhausted, you let other people make you scream and shout, then that's how you're teaching your children to be as well. And none of us want this. We don't want to be affected by other people so easily. We don't want to give anger to our children or, you know, the demeanor of stress or sadness or whatever it is. We don't want that, but it happens because we're human and we're kind of having to navigate the energy, the feeling and all these things happening and the physical side of us being present here being perceived by our children. Um, And so, again, it it all comes back to just knowing what your own baseline is and how you feel comfortable when you feel most comfortable and go there as often as you can. For me, it's when I'm completely by myself. So when Bola takes the girls to school and I have that chunk of time in the morning, oh, I'll dance, I'll sing, (laughs) I'll scream. Like my voice sounds a little bit hazy now um, because a few, few days ago I had some time and I was like, oh, feeling like this and I wanted to get it out and I just didn't feel like dancing. And I thought, oh, well, I've never screamed before. I wonder if my neighbors will hear me. And I put my head into this pillow and I screamed and I was like, I don't think anybody heard that. And I just kept going. And when, by the time the day had ended and I felt so free. And my energy was different. And I was able to be there and love on my daughters and cuddle them and play with them and paint with them rather than being like, oh gosh, frustrated. I've got to wash the dishes. I've got to do this. And you know, you're making too much noise and play nicely. It wasn't that energy because I looked after it and I'd taken that time. Um, And so finding out what yours is, it may not be screaming and it may not be when you're completely by yourself. You may need other people. You may need to be surrounded by friends to feel that sort of sense of upliftment. You may need to listen to a podcast, listen to this episode. again and again um you may need to just whatever it is for you but just learning out learning about what your 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 comfort zone is and going there and then just sort of delving deeper from there
1: i'm just going to quickly interrupt this episode to ask you a question how do you balance cooking or weaning with the demands of a high level job or running a business I actually use a baby and toddler meal subscription service called Mama Maid. They are for busy, working mums who want nutritional, organic food for their baby and toddler delivered frozen to their door. This has honestly been a lifesaver for me. As a very busy, working mum running a business... I'm going to be honest, I'm too tired to cook and sometimes I just really don't enjoy it. So no more stressing, no more worrying about mealtimes. This subscription service is every working mum's dream. And I've got an exclusive offer just on the podcast. You can get 25% off your first three Mama Made boxes with the code Mission 25 So if you pop that in at the checkout, you get 25% off. I will leave the link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the episode. Oh, I love all of this. It's so helpful. Yes. And actually, that's something I haven't done, which is screaming into a pillow. But I have told other people to try it. But for me, it's more, I do shamanic shaking. I love it. I like release all of the the negative energy that's in me. And then I actually welcome in, like I've got a video on this on my Instagram. But then I welcome like new thoughts, new energy, and what it is that I want my day to go like. So for me, that's like, it's movement yeah. for me. So, yeah, just what you're saying is so true yeah. because you have to find what works for you. Like, I know one of my clients, she absolutely adores journaling. And that really is a release for her. I mean, they call it writing therapy, don't they? Yeah. And that's a release for her to just write all the thoughts down, what's coming out, and then she feels free. Like, she feels better. And, yeah, yeah it's so important to to find that sweet spot, isn't yeah. it? And know what it is is your go-to exactly. to release it. Yeah,
0: and that's why with children having tantrums as well, I say let them let it out. They know better than we do. They're very intuitive as well. And they know when their their body feels, oh, my gosh, what's going on? what's going on and they just they they will run to you they will run away they will scream they you know we're like oh my god my kid just runs all the time but we're judging them from an adult perspective where adults and most children don't run if that child feels something in that moment and they run They're going to run. And that's why they're runners. Other children are screamers. Other children throw lots of tantrums. Other children just, you know, draw on the walls. And while we don't want that, that could be their own way of writing and getting something out of them. And I'm not making all the excuses for kids' bad behaviour, which I don't, I don't believe in. Um, (laughs) But it is something to think about. And I think if you can think about it with no judgment for children, you can think about it with no judgment for yourself. For adults, it's different. Like you said, there's shamanic shaking. I've never heard of that. So I'm going to Google that. And I'm probably going to try it. Yeah. yeah, there's so many different things. But just kind of coming at it saying, do you know what? We all need to release stuff at times. Mm and let's just find the best ways.
1: And actually just looking at being a human being as an experience, like, I always invite people to go, okay, yes, I'm feeling this, but it's okay to feel these emotions. It's okay, like, let them out, let them through, like, let them through the body. I mean, a lot of people... Um, tend to focus on the mind, like, okay, how do I, which is super important. Mindset is, you know, a good baseline to start with, how you kind of reframe your negative thoughts to neutral and then positive thoughts. But actually, like, how do we move that stagnant or negative energy through the body? And I don't think people think of it like this as like, okay, there are simple ways that you can actually do that and you can release those emotions just by doing them something else that come to mind and I want to know what you think is self-love
0: for mums well I think self-love for mums I I, I don't know I feel like it's the same for everyone so I wouldn't necessarily specifically say it's for mums I know it's obviously mums on a mission podcast but I feel like it's the same for everyone and I just want to say that because everyone is so different and all mums are different as well, you know? Yeah, so just starting with that. But I think it is just kind of completely owning your truth. It's a process as well. You're not going to, oh, I'm going to do self-love today and I'm done for, for life. Like, it's every single day. And it sounds like a lot, but you're with yourself every single day. So make it simple. Make it something that you can do every day. Um, but it is just finding what brings you that, that joy, what brings you that calm, what brings you that happiness. And for mums in particular, something recently that I've just kind of like, oh, this is what I've, I've got to do for myself. This is why I've been feeling a bit restricted is in front of my daughters. I'm like, I have to be this type of way. I have to show them me cooking. I have to show them me reading. I have to show, you know, all the things, oh, it's good if your children see you do all these kind of things. And obviously I have just said to everyone, be calm so your children will feel that sense of calm. But at the same time, is just own your truth completely. And if you are angry, then let them see that as well. And if you want to stretch or do Shamanic shaking or screaming in front of them, do it. Like, if you're not teaching your children about who you are and about the way that you do these things, and who is teaching them that, so you've just got to do it. And so now I will, you know, sometimes I do sort of, I don't know if it's yoga, but I just do like all these stretches and I'll be like, ah, oh, like making these really weird <laughs> sounds. And before I wouldn't do that if they were around. But now I'm just like, I've got to own my truth in front of them, or if I can't be me with my own family, with my own offspring, then when and where can it be? It can't only be when I'm by myself. And I think self-love is just saying, do you know what? Mummy really likes to do this. So we're gonna eat, takeaway today, cause I'm gonna do some painting instead. Like in front of them so they can see actually routine and structure is good, but sometimes to just go with the flow of life and just to see what you feel like. I think that's the ultimate self-love Um, really is getting to know yourself and being that truest self with the people that you love and that you feel safe around.
1: Yeah, and I totally agree. And I think a lot of people actually struggle with this, especially with social media. I mean, I hear a lot of people saying, they're comparing themselves to, especially mums, like they compare their whole, their world To someone else's world online or they feel like they're not good enough or they're not parenting well enough or they should be they're so confused by all of the opinions and what they should be doing rather than actually saying what it is that they want to do or who am I and how do I want to show up and what is it that I want to take on with parenting skills that I then want to teach my kids rather than focusing on other people's opinions and judgments but You're absolutely owning that, and I'd say I'm owning that too. So what would you say to someone listening to this that's feeling not good enough?
0: I would first ask the question, what to you is good enough? How do you know you're not good enough? Where is the measurement? Where does it start and where does it end? Who's on it and who created it? If you didn't create that then you're gonna be confused. Of course, you're confused. Of course, you're exhausted. You're trying to figure out something that you have absolutely no idea what it is because you didn't create it. So first of all, create in your own mind. Tell yourself, for me, good enough looks like this. For me, an average day of good enough looks like spending some time with my girls, present with them, talking to them or playing or whatever. Even if they're upset that it's not that long or whatever it is, it's it's being with them. The same with Bola, who's my partner. Doing a little bit of housework, because if I don't, oh my God, the house feels overwhelming to me and I don't want to get myself into that. And maybe being a bit creative. That could be drawing in highlighters, just, you know, whatever it is. So long as I have a day like that, which is minimal, I could do all of that in an hour in the morning. If I have a day like that, that's good enough. Anything else is bonus. Who created that? I did. Nobody else had said, you know, a good enough day is a day where it's like, I've just made it up for myself. And if I measure up to what I've set as a standard, then that is good enough. And no matter what anybody else has a standard for themselves, or what they're saying to themselves, or what they're saying to other people, it's not my standard. So I'm, I'm still good enough.
1: <laughs> Something that just come to mind there, actually, was people have a problem with perfectionism. Like they are trying to mm-hmm. and I'm I'm speaking in general terms, not everybody, but I do hear this quite a lot as well, is like they have to do everything perfectly and they struggle to have this good enough approach. So actually I think yeah. those questions that you just said are amazing because they yeah. can ask themselves that, okay, what does my average day look
0: like good enough?
1: And then just aim for that.
0: And it and it shouldn't be perfect, right? again what is perfection I think I don't really know anything I don't know what half of these words mean I don't know what any of these scales look like I hear them and people say them and I know they're common sort of phrases but I don't know what it means and I can't attach myself to that so even perfectionist or being a, I'm a perfectionist people say that what does that mean for you and then just own it like if you are a perfectionist what does it mean for you what's realistically perfectionist? perfectionistic you know what I'm trying <laughs> to say. For you. Yeah yeah and then that's your your scale that's your standard and you you follow that. Be a perfectionist if if that's what you feel like, but own it for yourself. Make it what it is for yourself.
1: I love that you're saying own it. I was literally saying yesterday actually to one of my clients own it because yeah. she gives herself such a hard time about being sensitive. And I'm yeah. like Okay, let's look at all the amazing things about being a sensitive person. I'm sensitive and yeah. I'm an empath. It means that I understand people's emotions, I'm intuitive. It means that I think about other people. Like, it means that sometimes uh, my emotions can be so strong that, yes, it can be challenging. But it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. But actually, because we've got these yeah. labels, like you're talking about, okay, what is perfectionism? Like, who who decides yeah. that? Like, okay, yeah. look, okay <laughs> being a perfectionist, like, what are the amazing things of being a perfectionist, actually? Because being a perfectionist also can mean that you do things really well. It means that you are great yeah. in a work environment because you can do the best job. It means that, whatever you deliver yeah. or you know when you show up people can actually be inspired by you because they're like oh she's got her shit together like she's doing really well like yeah. rather than seeing all these bad labels actually just you talking about this has kind yeah. of inspired me to think about this like yes just own yeah it. <laughs> yeah
0: exactly yeah honestly just own it there's a poem that I wrote in my book which I don't have with me because I wasn't planning to talk about it but I wrote a poetry book and it's called solidarity poetry and prose and there's a poem in it called labels and in that poem I can't remember it all I feel like whenever I create I just let stuff go so I can make space for more stuff and I never remember my own stuff but it is basically saying the labels they don't define you they don't define you like these are just words and they have nothing to do with you if you don't allow them to it's only when we attach to a label and someone says the label that we attach to isn't good enough then we take it as if they're talking to us but they're talking about the label they're not talking about you because you are always amazing like just always a human being and that is just everything so yeah but what you were saying about focusing on the negatives it kind of brings me back to the law of attraction. And I know I haven't mentioned it yet, but everything that I do basically stems from my understanding of the law of attraction. And that is where you focus your energy, where you focus your conversations, the things that you look at every single day, the things that you talk about every single day, the things that you hear every single day, that repetition, Is gonna manifest and become your reality. So if you're repeating how I'm so sensitive, this is really bad, everybody says it's horrible, I just cry all the time, and you're manifesting more times for you to feel like that. If you're saying, do you know what, I'm so sensitive, people really open up to me, and we have deep and meaningful conversations. Uh, Like whenever I meet people, they just give me all of them. And yeah, it might take me some time to go away and reground, but I get to experience the fullness of my life and other people's lives that many people don't get to see. That's beautiful. That's actually beautiful. And you can choose to steer your, like, it's hard. It is hard. I'm not going to lie. And I, I, again, it's an everyday thing. These things are everyday things. Sometimes I'm like, oh, God, who do you think you are? Like, no, no. Why are you saying this to yourself? You are amazing and you know that and people have told you that and everything that you, you do. You know, you just kind of rephrase things to a more positive manner. And slowly the law of attraction will begin to pick up on that. And you will just begin to attract more situations where you can show your amazingness. And, you know, rather than focusing on the other thing, which you will manifest, it works both ways.
1: 100% I'm so glad that you brought up the law of attraction I'm a big believer in the law of attraction and yes. it's because it works it really does yeah. and you know I always say choose your thoughts wisely because they become your reality like yeah it's so exactly true. yeah yeah so I'm so glad you picked up on that and actually something else that just come to mind was affirmation so I'm a big believer in You know, I put on affirmations every single morning because even if I've woken Mm. up, you know, I might have had a really shit night with my little one and he's kept me up all the night. Yeah. Negative thoughts, the first thing is going to come into your mind because you are tired, you're exhausted, you're like fucked off because you're just like, oh my God, I can't cope. And then that's how your day is going to go. So your morning routine is like absolutely crucial to how you're, day is going to go and you can flip the energy as well can't you so this is what I was just saying about like affirmations putting them on straight away in the morning they go into your subconscious and you are listening to positive affirming statements this could literally be while you're playing with your little one it could be while you're making a cup of tea while you're getting ready like whatever that looks like for you They are just so powerful and you don't even realise the power of them. Like it takes 21 days to create a habit, 90 days to create a lifestyle change. So just do it. Mm -hmm. Like you're saying, you've been saying this throughout the whole conversation really about repeating it repeating it repeating it. it's so important for building in those positive habits yeah. isn't it
0: yeah exactly and I love that you mentioned listening to affirmations I do that sometimes but I find for me what works is visual stuff so around my home I mean ah, oh, I don't know if I should show you and move this thing but around my home I have stuff everywhere and I'm actually working on like an art print line of affirmative prints that are loud and that speak to you because I think it is the repetition and even if it's not you listening to it every day or saying every day or seeing every day a culmination of everything is definitely going to be life-changing even if you're not consciously doing those things if you know what I mean so if, if you are listening to the affirmations every day and you're not listening you're not repeating it it's just playing it's gonna go into your subconscious like you said and it's gonna become your reality similarly if you sort of walk past and you you know you see your walls you see your house every day and you walk past and there's like i am powerful i'm beautiful or whatever these different things are it's also going into your subconscious and again when you have these conversations or when you're following certain people online who are constantly talking about things like gratitude and love it's the repetition that is gonna it's, it's, it's going into your subconscious and it's all it's just surrounding yourself and your life with all of these things as much as you possibly can visually audibly just as much as you can. And especially in conversation, if you're talking about these things, oh my gosh, your voice and the vibrations of your, I can go, I keep going. I'm not going to go too far, but just the <laughs> vibrations of your voice and that, in, in itself is one energy that's going out and causing, you know, what's what's the saying for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Yes. And even that, the action of speaking with a vibration, every single word will manifest things back. And again and again and again, because you're getting into it with your emotions and it's all about the emotions. Oh my God, I love it so much. I can keep you I will <laughs> slow down a little bit.
1: No, I love it. And I think everyone that's listening will hear your passion and this is yeah. what brings you joy. This is what brings you happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do these small things that they are small wins and that will lead to a compound in effect, which basically means overall, in time, are going to give you greater well-being and happiness. And honestly, this is grounded in science. This isn't just woo-woo. Yeah. This is... Like, you do need to do these things. Yeah. Something that's coming up as well is that you're so creative. Like, you've mentioned poetry. And obviously, I can see you're creative from your Instagram. But you've mentioned quite a a lot of things. Like, you're designing these affirmations so people can see it visually. Which, by the way, is amazing. Because actually, people have different learning styles. Some people need to write. Some people need to read. Some people need to visualise. So, it's really important to... Like include that as well, but just from your creativity perspective, I'm just curious to know like how you've kind of built this. Is influencing like your full time job? Is it your part time side hustle? Like what is it?
0: So it's just a phase in my life. Um, I may continue it and I may not. I don't really know. To be fair, I think. One thing that I've always been really good at is just following this kind of like pull, like what do I feel like doing, and then I'll go with it. And I'm scared a lot of the time because I'm like, oh my god, like what, like what's going to happen if it doesn't work out? But usually it does work out, and yeah. So right now, influencing or Instagram, is, alongside my clothing business, is like my main sort of income. And like I said, I'm sort of designing right now, these like affirmative products, not just prints, like there's more, there's more things to it. But I think just kind of owning my creativity. I started on Instagram because I was breastfeeding my daughter and I I started this breastfeeding clothing brand. And then I was tandem feeding both of them. Um, And everybody was really kind of interested in that story. And then I got stuck for a few years thinking everybody sees me like this, but I'm so much more than this. And how do I bring this part of me now and slowly like i'll do like little skits on instagram or like a rap or or, like i'll just drop different things and like see how i feel putting them out see how i feel with people engaging with that part of me and then doing more of what i love and kind of cutting those things down but what was the question
1: (laughs) (laughs) no and to be honest i didn't know that you started a breastfeeding clothing brand so i don't i didn't realize that's kind of what you have as well which is incredible could you just tell us a little bit more about that actually oh
0: yes of course well it's called chic and discreet Mm. and it is mostly just clothes that breastfeeding women would wear although I'm bringing out some stuff that is for women with breastfeeding access I suppose because I believe that clothing for women should be for all women, not just for women. And then when they have kids, there's specific clothing. Like if you buy a top and it would naturally last you for years, then you should be able to wear it either or. So I'm kind of just like going with these little visions that I have and seeing where they take me. But yeah, chic and discreet started because I just had nothing to wear. Like that I liked, like you you said, you, you think of me as quite fashionable. And being a mum, I think maintaining my style has been something that was quite difficult, especially breastfeeding. And I'm still breastfeeding my second daughter, who's about to be three. Um, And then I was tandem feeding both of them at the same time. So even just sort of wearing those vest tops, it it just wasn't working for me. Um, So I started this line and I've just been developing it slowly, slowly. And yeah, it's been great. It's helped so many women internationally breastfeed and feel more confident in breastfeeding. Recently, I've been kind of on like a, a social media hiatus with it. Um, because I've got so much other stuff going on, but like the shop is still there. So if you're a breastfeeding mum, visit. She can discreet and see if there's anything out there that you like.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll leave it in the show notes. Actually, like the link to it, because in case anyone's actually listening to this, like, yes, I, I relate to this. Even when I was yeah. breastfeeding, I also felt like the same. It's really hard to actually dress nicely.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, okay, I got to wear this again. Or you're always standing there, like, but can I breastfeeding it though?
1: <laughs> so you're always on kind of well, it seems like a high vibration high energy joy like all of the vibes yeah but I would actually love to know like what are the lows in this kind of influencing world do you
0: think I'd say as a mum it can be quite lonely you have conversations you have so many people in like your dms and stuff but as mums especially with the pandemic nobody's really getting outside there's not much to go to anymore so you're kind of just hubbed in and you're online so it can be quite lonely um and then also I mean I feel like I've been quite lucky but I keep hearing of people who oh yeah well they said this or that I was wrong about this and it's just people online with their their views and their opinions and if you haven't kind of set boundaries around that or how you're going to receive what people are saying to you unless it's sort of like, okay, if, if somebody says something, I'm going to take the positive from it. And I'm going to use that. Um, unless you're doing that, it can kind of come in and just hit you really strong. And you're like, Oh my gosh, like, is this how people feel about what I said or about what I think or about what I did? And, and then it, it just kind of, it's real. It's really real for you. I mean, whoever said whatever they said online, it was just a quick comment and they carry on with their lives. But when you get comments that are not nice, you know, there was one woman for me, uh, it wasn't a comment, it was actually an email, and she said that her and a few other people said that I was copying her and that she was basically threatening me with legal action. And that, that stunted me for two years. I w- had done nothing wrong, but just thinking that people out there were thinking that I was like a fraud. For two years of my life, I was like, OK, I'm not going to do this? Or can I do this? Or can I do this? mm, Maybe they'll think this. And it's really hard being a creative person, but not being or feeling free enough to let that out. So yeah, like it it can be quite sad and, and lonely and scary. But again, I think focusing on it for too long or holding on it too much, again, you'll manifest more of it. So you have to kind of learn, this is hard, I'm going to sit here with this. I'm going to observe it. Then I'm going to let it go because I cannot keep myself in this thing. Yeah, so I'd say that. But also for me around social media, when I'm feeling like really depressed and it's like a long time, I usually just kind of take a break. Like, um, I don't feel like I want to talk to anyone or i don't want to see what anybody has to say or i just kind of want to be alone i want to be by myself um, and that's hard when everybody is telling you you have to follow the algorithm and post every day and you're like but i i don't want to be irrelevant but i need some time so you're kind of like what do you do then but just take the time that's more important than absolutely anything if my instagram i like i hope nothing happens to it but if something did i'm still going to be here and alive and i have to live with this so i need to take care of this more than that and that's that's what i think
1: So important. Yeah, just to acknowledge that as well. And I'd say that I've also had those experiences, especially when setting up my own business and I've had those real lonely times. And then it's made me question, like, have I done the right thing? Because actually I love connection and I love human experience and being around people. And it's actually realising what it is that you need. And it's okay to try something as well, isn't it? Yes. And just move on or try something different. I think there's a lot of, like... This fear of either failure or people gonna judge you because you haven't done what you said you were gonna do and it's just like at yeah. the end of the day you're living your life and like you just said it's about you and looking after yeah. you and sometimes especially when I set up my business like social media can be really overwhelming and like you say like you've got to keep yeah. up with the cool kids, which, or keep up with Instagram, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I've just felt so much, and this has been recent, I felt so much pressure that I've fallen out of love with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: I've decided that actually, okay, yes, it's a revenue stream, but I'm not going to treat it as a revenue stream because that's what, has taken the fun yeah. away from it as in like you know when you're a business owner you think okay I've got money coming from here I've got money coming in here and here and you are meant to typically have I mean if you want to be a millionaire seven revenue streams So you're thinking to yourself, okay, but I'm getting all this income from, you know, different pots, really. And I was like, right, one of the pots that I need to just take the pressure off, like if I get a brand collab, amazing. But what I'm not doing is like this is making me an income. I need to put so much into this to grow my following because it just affects your mental health. It really affected me recently to the point I was like, yeah, I just need to get away to the countryside or a beach and just fucking switch off from it all.
0: I'm going today, I'm going to the beach today, so. Oh, so jealous. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, absolutely I agree it. with you. I think it's so true. And that's something lots of people in my life tell me all the time. You know, I was like, do you know what? This all happened by accident. I never really came into it with the intention of it being a business. And it is now. And people are always saying, Shanine, you just have to think of it as a business. I'm like, no, i got to think about how I feel. And it literally is this <laughs> constant. And I'm like, I can't say what I say and, and speak this to people and not put myself first when it comes to that own situation with myself. So... You know, th- nobody's worried. We're doing. We're all doing really well, and everybody's really supportive of me. And they're kind of helping, helping me sort of build and grow. And I'm like, you guys are gonna have to be working on the structure because I just want to be doing all the airy fairy stuff. Like I don't want to do anything serious. So you know, and I, I've always believed, and I think this is why I tracked the path that I'm on. If I look after myself as I'm doing that, every time I laugh, I'm attracting abundance. I'm attracting more money. Every time I smile, every time I say something nice to someone, I'm attracting more beautiful connections and relationships. Every single time that I do what I feel like doing, I'm attracting like the steps to the right direction. And that's how I see joy that's how i see life that's how i see the way that i do stuff and i know that there's so many technical things as well that you have to know when you're kind of like building a business when you're trying to do something with with structure there's so much of that and it's important as well but it will it can and it will come through the magneticness of your, your, your energy, it is all about the energy, I say it. I will always say
1: it. 100%. And that's, honestly, I could talk about this forever. You and I are so on the same wavelength when it comes to this. But just from my own experience as well, is that if this doesn't show you that manifesting work and, and putting out the right energy works, like... I always wanted to set up a podcast for years. When I say years, I used to get on the train to my corporate job and used to dream about having a podcast. Lack of confidence, lack of self-belief, like who's going to listen to me? All those negative thoughts used to get into my head and stop me and paralyze me from actually taking action. And it was only until the pandemic, when I had my baby my partner was the one who was like, you're doing a disservice to women if you don't do this. And I was like, fine. Okay, that sat in my literal subconscious forever. So whenever I like get like, yeah. that motivation, that will come up again. Anyway, the reason why I'm saying this is I was like, I need, so I want to focus on, you know, doing the interviews, like actually creating the content, because like you, I'm a creative. And I was manifesting... Yeah people to help me like I didn't know what form that looked like I wanted a team behind me and I just used to constantly think about it and then boom what happened I got approached and then I got connected to an amazing production team I've now also got a talent manager so they manage all of that side of it I never once thought like this was actually going to happen but I did in my subconscious and I was constantly writing it down manifesting it here we are you know, I'm just saying yeah. that as in because we're on the podcast that if you believe it, you will receive it as long as you're taking action in the right direction too. Yeah.
0: And I, I wanna add to that as well with my own story. Yes. Yeah. Yes, not yes, not yes. very long, but again, I, I've been telling this story so much recently that I used to stand in my mum's bathroom. It was always in the bathroom, I don't know why, but it kind of felt like a stage. And I always imagined myself speaking and just speaking my truth, speaking about how I do things in my life and how and why my life was so good and how hopefully it can help other people. And I would just be in that kind of energy every time I was in the bathroom, which, you know, is daily. Um, and now, was it this year, last year, I won Parenting Influencer of the Year and I was actually on the stage. Yeah, well, you were there. Uh, we obviously we spoke about this. And I was there and I was talking. I don't mm-hmm. even know what I said, but it was just standing there. I think I was more in my head like, shit, you literally felt this before this happened yeah. and so this is why I don't know what I was saying to anyone but I just take that as such a sign it comes to you it, it does
1: and it's actually amazing that feeling isn't it when you're like oh shit I asked for this <laughs>
0: yeah yeah exactly exactly uh,
1: honestly I think we could talk forever but you've been an amazing guest and I've loved our chat I think so many mums will get so much from this and so. um, but please share like where they can find more about you and also we'll leave the link to your business as well for breastfeeding oh yes
0: thank you right now i'm mostly active on my instagram which is at Shanine sally um that's c-h-a-n-e-e-n-s-a-l-i-e-e and if there's anything more then i'll update you guys there
1: <laughs> thank you so much
0: thank you thank you so much it's been brilliant <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it I would love it if you would subscribe and leave me a review and tell me what you loved about the episode because this helps more mums and as a special thank you I will send you a free resource which is the Get Shit Done Mama Productivity Planner to help you feel more organised more motivated and inspired on a daily basis. All you have to do is leave me a review on Apple iTunes and send a screenshot over to info at charlottejonesy.com and we'll send you a free copy see you in next week's episode lots of love and light you're listening to mama on a mission
0: hey podcast listener do you love talking about movies music tv comics and games then you should be listening to the great pop culture debate back in bigger than ever for season nine This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.